Hello, welcome to the Rank Kings, a podcast that answers the age-old question, what brought us the most joy in 2020? I'm Danny Weiser, and uh, this episode's going to look a little different. It's a little bit of a weird one. Not only am I joined, as always, by my co-host, Ty McGowan. Hi, Ty. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm super excited about uh, this uh, bonus special episode that we're putting out. Also joined uh, by three returning guests, some of our favorites here at the Rank Kings, uh, let's start with from the On the Download podcast, Megan Spell. Hi, Megan. Uh, I knew I was going to be first. Oh, uh, it feels good. Hi, how's everyone doing? Uh, also coming back from the Love That Movie podcast, it's Ellen Tudu's Beck. What? what? Hi, Ellen. Hello. Uh-oh. <laughs> How are you? Energy. <laughs> it's the end of the year. I am ready to put this year behind us. Right. And last but certainly not least, because Ty is least, <laughs> um, is, is third time guest. You know him, you love him. It's Batman Shane. Shane Byerly. What's up, man? Hey, good to be here. Yeah, I'm now realizing I'm the only person on the show that doesn't have their own podcast. I'm just the constant moocher of podcasts. I just kind of show up on Shane, everybody else's pods and just kind of take over for a while. So good to be here. This Honestly, is more that's the way to you. go. You don't have to do any editing. You don't have to do any marketing. You just get to hang out with your friends and talk about stuff. It's the, you've got it made. Yeah, I'm like the Pat marketing. Yeah, I'm like the Pat Oswalt of podcasts. I don't have my own show, but I just kind of come on, you know, anybody else's show as a guest, guest, a celebrity guest judge or whatever. Does tweeting count as marketing? That's what I meant. Celebrity. I tweet a lot. I Instagram a lot. I think that's what I meant as marketing. Outside of that, as far as I go, social media. But I'll allow it. Social media marketing. It's fine. I like to think of it separately, but continue. I mean, these days you would get partial credit in a marketing class. So yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, obviously this week is going to be quite a bit different. There's no judging this week. So if you're only here for the constant battle between myself and Ty <laughs> to see who's going to come out on top of that uh, on top of that leaderboard, uh, not doing that this week. We it's the last episode of 2020. We wanted to go out on kind of a different note. We wanted to have some fun, uh, have some of our friends on for the whole time, um, and we uh, wanted to try to be a little positive for once because Ty and I are pretty much always at each other's throats and throwing each other under the bus because it's just kind of <laughs> what. Ty brings out of me he just makes me a worse person i think is what i'm saying well you just uh, get me to him when i when i go after your ego you just get so butthurt about it yeah no that's correct yeah so we we thought we'd do it do it a little differently this time we'd be a little positive and we're going to talk about the things that that made us the happiest in this last year that, that brought us the most joy in the year 2020 which is a, a really weird shift for us here at the Rank Kings, which is which is why our, our friends were invited. We can't um, pick a winner. We can pick whose list is best. Yeah, Who I was, was going to say, Megan's here, so there will be Let's plenty of judging, but it, that just doesn't mean that there's going to be any winner at the end of the episode. <laughs> Let's not open that door, because like then my number one win, favorite thing, you know? my, my number one favorite thing from 2020 would be, uh, yeah, the Love That Movie and On The Download podcast, where oh the things gosh, that brought me the most. Stop. So if we're shifting, then I'm just pandering, and it's fine. Well, if you learn anything from my guest spot, I I love a good pander as the guest. <laughs> I know it wasn't. I, we, we're not we don't opening have to, that let's door not, again. Not, we're, not, not. we're not opening that door again. I don't it's see fine. it as we're pandering it. because I deserve the praise and earn it. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so glad this episode's different. I'm already exhausted. Uh, all right, I think I think let's just get right into it. No point delaying any longer. 
Um, Shane, do you want to start us off with your honorable mention? The thing that one of the things that brought you the most joy in the year 2020. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, let's I, I think I speak for all of us that 2020 was an absolute dumpster fire of a year for obvious, you know, global reasons. It was bad for, for personal reasons for myself. It was bad. And so I'm glad to kind of get it over. But it's good to kind of force yourself to look at the things that did make you happy throughout the year. My honorable mention of the thing that made me the happiest this year. First three Pete judge, uh, uh, you know, celebrity appearance cameo on the rank kings. <laughs> First person to go. do it. That's true. You were the first person. The listeners can't times. see it, but the uh, the well, robe that they sent to me, it's a nice plush silk bathrobe with my initials. It says <laughs> Rank Kings on the back. And the crazy thing is they sent it via Pony Express. You can't get access to the Pony Express if you're poor, but if you know the right people, you can actually make a man deliver it across the country on a pony. And uh, that's what they did. So I'm flattered. You know, first time, three-peat judge. And... Uh, that's a high spot for the year for me. Shane. Megan, yours is in the mail, so don't worry. I was going to say, uh, what were your what are your episodes? Plug plug your rankings judging episodes. You know, they, the year threw by so fast, I can barely remember. Um, oh, because I can do mine were, right now. Yeah, all right, Shane, go ahead. You, Shane, you did food shows. <laughs> that's Shane's right. Food that's shows right. and fictional bands. Right, and the less we said about that episode, the better. And so then this is your third, Shane? This is this is my third. So, so wait, actually, you know, I think I'm the first because I was introduced first on this episode. That's true. I was just about to say she might have she might have outbeat me by about two minutes. <laughs> ha ha! Shane did forever break the show, though. That's true. Yes, yes I, that I came, I saw, I conquered. Very influential. And I, and I now love that every show? episode. Yeah, every episode, Danny or Ty have to go. Okay, so before you um, judge, we just have to mention. That um, you can't pick your own list. There's a whole thing. I don't know. It just you always seem so disappointed now when you say it, and I love that I basically ruined the show now. <laughs> so Shane broke our show, but Megan was the guest judge on our most listened to episode. The, the, oh uh, Shane! Ooh. Ooh. Oh so wow! Really neck and Roasted. neck between the two. Roasted and I love live. that. I love that there's tension between people on this show other than myself and Ty for once. Well, that's <laughs> I mean, it's the nature of the game. You know, this can't just be all hugs and rainbows. Someone has to win. <laughs> Rankings brings out the competitive spirit in everybody, and that's really the beauty of our show. I think. Yeah, that's, well, there that's are why kings, we and there are yeah, there are kings, and there are paupers, and I think we know who is who. <laughs> I think we do, Shane. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, Ellen, what's your honorable mention? Um, I have a couple honorable mentions. Should I do? Okay. Okay. So yeah, let's knock them all out. Yeah. I have three honorable mentions. Uh, third one being right at the beginning of my, you know unemployment i dyed my hair blue for a couple weeks just to feel alive i guess and it was fun it was nice it was good luck. <laughs> it's a good look <laughs> strong look um i i still haven't seen pictures of well, this i need to see i'm i believe that it happened it I'm happened just but it turned out very very dark so it was blue but also kind of black but you know ty and i are bald so it's just not an option for us <laughs> yeah i could dye my beard uh, i guess if i wanted to I was going to say you have beards. <laughs> yeah, you can absolutely yeah. do that. You could paint your head blue unless you, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah. that's, there's a choice there. Yeah. Uh, just get some non-acrylic paint and just kind of, you know, chrome dome it or whatever. Maybe as a last resort. If you ever see that happen, then you know you need to, like, call me, actually, at that point. <laughs> see if I'm doing okay. Cry for help. Yes, so that was a third place honorable mention. Uh, just something fun uh second place honorable mention would be um 
my podcast. Love that movie. Got that started this year. Um, it's been a lot Very of fun. Cool. I'm not super consistent with when I put out episodes, but hey, what <laughs> are you going to do? <laughs> I have I don't have a partner, unlike you guys. So there's that. But no, it's been a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun conversations. Uh, watched uh, some movies I hadn't seen before and got a chance to chat about them with friends. So that's been great. Ty, uh, still holding out for if you ever make it to my show, but we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, you asked me like three months ago to be on the show, and then just nothing after that. That's about how fast the wheels turn now. That if was so loud. That was the loudest if I've ever heard my entire life. Ty, what would you what would you do on the show? Uh, what movie? What would you What would your movie be? Yeah, Days yeah. Confused. Absolutely, Days Confused. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, well, Good pick. yeah. Okay, interesting. That's all right. All right. All right. All right. I, I like it. There's gonna be a lot of link later on this. <laughs> Um, and then, my- do you guys want to hear? Do you guys want to hear a dumb, uh, like Matthew McConaughey joke that I Absolutely. heard a while ago? This is pretty oh, stupid. Yes. So, uh, so okay. Um, I, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Hold on, give me a second. So, Martin Scorsese and Matthew McConaughey. You forgot Martin and, Scorsese's uh, name? <laughs> no, no. I'm and I'm trying to think of the. I'm trying to think of the producer. For God's sake, Jerry Bruckheimer. <laughs> that's his name. I was thinking. Of. So, Jerry Bruckheimer, Martin Scorsese, and Matthew McConaughey walk into a bar. And they're all sitting there having a drink, and they and they're talking. They're like, you know, we've never made a movie together. We should definitely do something. And um, you know, Bruckheimer's like, well, yeah, let's do it. I'll produce, and and obviously, and and Scorsese says, well, cool, I'll, I'll direct it. And Matthew McConaughey says, all right, all right, all right. Okay. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> so dumb. Uh, okay, we can cut that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I have a new honorable mention. Yeah. Cut for time. Yeah. Shane's joke is my, now my second honorable mention. There you go. Yeah. All right, and my number one honorable mention, just to get there. It was a very very close call between this being number five or honorable mention, but our Tuesday night movie club where uh, Meg, yes, Meg, and a couple of our <laughs> other friends. Uh, do like Netflix party or Scener or one of those things. We always watch a movie together every Tuesday night, and it's been really lovely. Yeah, helps nice. me remember what day of the week it is. That too. <laughs> Although I have what messed up and texted you guys on a Monday night, being like, "Ah, oh, yes, I don't you know have. if I can," you're like, and so you're like, "It's tonight? Monday." <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys watch? What was the last movie you watched? Uh, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, maybe. <laughs> no, To Catch a Thief. But we did watch Christmas. To Catch a Thief. <laughs> we did watch To Catch a Thief recently. I missed the first half of that because I was being shady. Sorry. But Christmas on the Square. That Christmas was great. on the Square was good. <laughs> Two very magic. similar movies in a lot of ways. <laughs> All right, uh, Megan, your honorable mention. Yeah, so I don't really consider it an honorable mention, but I make the rules of my, for myself. Uh, technically, I didn't get my rabbit Paddington this year, but uh, I, uh, he's been my roommate for for all of 2020 and uh i I love him so much he's he just hops around my apartment and keeps me entertained and it didn't really feel fair to rank him against other things so he just gets his own slot oh fair enough fair (laughs) enough all right ty your honorable mention yeah my honorable mention uh my dad and stepmom built a pool in their backyard uh kind of as a bargaining chip because they're empty nesters to get all the kids to go back and we go over there and use it all the time so that's yeah, awesome it's a, and it's a great pool. pool it's got a hot tub and you can control the hot tub from, from your phone so you can when you're driving down there you can turn the hot tub on and then when you get at the house the hot tub's warm and everything is great nice i will say at one point i thought you were gonna say honorable mention my dad and i was like oh shout out <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he was not terrible this year. Good if for your him. dad, if your actual family makes an like is good enough to make an honorable mention, but not worthy of being on your list, like that's an insane thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. My family is definitely on my list. Don't worry about that. They're the only. I think it they're the only sad. people that support me in the in the podcast. But you know, whatever. <laughs> That's a point. Ty, yeah. I had you win the last time I was on, so That's relax. That's yeah, true. same. We we all oh, know yeah, that owning a pool. We all know that owning a pool and a hot tub sucks. It's like so much work. So the real trick is knowing a person, yes. a good friend that owns oh, a pool or a yeah, hot absolutely. tub. Yeah, I know that's so. Ty, you've definitely got to figure it out because, like, yeah, you don't have to pay for anything, but you still get to use it whenever you want. You don't have to oh, worry yeah, about absolutely. like pH balance. Yeah, yeah. What does that even mean? Definitely not. <laughs> All right. Uh, my my honorable mention is uh, the influx of movies that came straight to streaming services during the during the pandemic. It's a bummer that theaters are like pretty much closed. I think they're technically open in my area, but like no good movies have been added to them really all year. Um, and of course, we all became friends because of our love of movies and specifically mad about movies. Um, and so, you know, know how we all feel about that. Um, so bummed about that, but trying to turn it into a little bit of a positive because there's just been so many more movies added to like Netflix and Hulu and Prime and, uh, and HBO Go and stuff that it's been nice not to have to pay any extra money to see all these movies that uh, I probably would have seen anyway. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, let's let's kind of address the elephant in the room, right? Which is that movies in 2020 were such a roller coaster, right? I mean, basically yeah. starting in March when... You know, movies like Bloodshot and Sonic, their theatrical window got shrunk down to like a week, week and a half. And then for the first few months, everybody just kind of kept thinking, oh, this will just get pushed and we'll be over this by, you know, October, November and it'll be fine. And then by the summer, everything just started getting moved off the schedule indefinitely and things look really bleak. At one point, movies got political with the release of Tenet because you either had to go to a theater to see it or you couldn't see it. And then now, as we're in the end of the year, like studios are fighting again with filmmakers because... You know, nobody wants their movie to be released on a streaming service alone and kind of whatever. So it's been a really weird kind of roller coaster in terms of movies and stuff. But yeah, like, absolutely, dude, you're right. Like, getting to see certain movies on the streaming services and just being able to get a bevy of new content, whether it was the eight, you know, the eight title blockbusters that you wanted or not, is was such a nice joy, you know, throughout the year for sure. That, um, yeah. you know, that, that movies were such a, I think for all of us, they're such a, a wonderful kind of constant in our lives. And this year they most certainly weren't, you know. And so, yeah, having that huge bevy of content is definitely, was such a huge thing for sure. I yeah. agree. Yeah. And for me to like still, I think I've seen 96 movies that came out this year still. Good And God. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> That's uh, Letterbox, baby. <laughs> I'm at like 25, uh, I think, and I feel like I've watched a lot. Yeah, I'm at 49 uh, done, right okay. now. Uh, last year, I think I had 150. Uh, but anyway, to still basically have that much available, and I think I have like 45 movies still on my watch list from this year. So, uh, I mean, I won't get to them all. But there's a lot There's a lot of options, which is exciting. Yeah, I think I'm at yeah, an all-time definitely... low for movies watched in a year. <clears throat> Or at least new releases. And then every time you yeah. and Lauren are, like, texting us about movies, I'm like, I'm, like, six titles behind of the one you mentioned <laughs> three weeks ago. But thanks. Sorry. So glad you're seeing Promising Young Woman. <laughs> I'm not seeing Promising Young Woman, okay? <laughs> Nor I did check your letters God. box, and I haven't heard of most of the movies on your 2020 list, so I'm way <laughs> Well, sorry. They're all, like, Can't straight to DVD. Taste. Like, they're all straight to Netflix, like, bottom of the yeah. barrel. No, only, yeah. like, half of them, okay? 
<laughs> if you want to talk about the prom, we can. I think it should have been directed by Kenny Ortega, but we don't need to dig this up right now. Absolutely. We, you know what? We, we, we can talk about the prom. That shot on the Paramount lot where I work, and one morning when I was walking in, I walked like almost directly in front of Meryl Streep. And she was like, hey, good morning. And I was like, hey, good good morning, nice. And just kind of, like, walked past. But, yeah, they were they shot that on the Paramount lot. So when I saw the trailer for the movie about a month ago or whatever, I was like, aha, that's what that movie was. Like, okay, I didn't, I had no idea. That's so. like seeing the queen. Like, did you yeah. walk backwards away from her so that way your back was not turned? <laughs> it threw me that... for a loop that she said something to me first. And I was like, oh, hey, good morning, yes, uh, sure. And just kind of... <laughs> Did you, you know. tell her that you love her, but she's probably miscast for that because she's not really a belter, you know? Did you, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you let her know? I was know? like, that her I was and like, James hey, Corden Meryl. have no business being in that movie. <laughs> I mean, I, sorry, but they don't. <laughs> like, I, I, I was like, hey, I know that like you did Sophie's Choice or whatever, but like Ricky and the Flash was so awesome. <laughs> Definitely my jam, like of a movie. No, did you talk to her about Mamma Mia at all? No, never did. Have not seen it, so I would not know what to say. Meg about would Mama have Mia. a seizure. I we, think we haven't even started the actual list, <laughs> and you're yeah. just bringing up Mamma Mia and to give me right, a fight. That's on me. That's on me. If I'm Mama so Mia sorry. makes your 2020 list for some reason, I'm. I'm I saw I'm, it for shame, the first time like shame. two weeks ago, dude. It would never. Mama Mia, here we go again. Honorable mention, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But when did that movie come out? Was the that rewatches. like twenty eighteen, yeah, no. baby? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into our actual lists with uh, Shane. What's your number five? Well, so you know what? On that very very note of like movies and streaming services, my number one or my sorry, my number five pick was when Disney Plus basically for for as far as I can tell, they did it almost altruistically. They put Hamilton out on Disney Plus, right? They yeah. so when when Hamilton was wrapping up and they filmed those performances, there was a bidding war between all the studios for the rights to that, and and I think Disney wanted out somewhere north of the ballpark of fifty million dollars for the rights to that, and they were going to put that movie out in December of twenty twenty one theatrically, and of course that movie might not have been like a huge hit like internationally. I can't imagine people from Switzerland like being like, Oh, that James Madison line was dope. But I, you know, uh, but I do think that they were going to make hundreds of millions of dollars on that movie. And I just think the fact that Disney was like, eh, seems like people need this right now. And they just kind of put it out on Disney plus. That was the most surprising, I think, streaming release to me. And, you know, I think like most of us, you've heard nothing but, Oh my God, Hamilton, it's amazing, it's amazing, for like five years, right, since it kind of debuted, and so to finally be able to get in on it and experience the show, I don't know about you guys, but like, Angela, my wife, has been playing the soundtrack basically nonstop since July, like when it came out, and uh, it's great, and it was definitely one of like the high points of just like movies that are coming out on streaming services for me, so that movie I think really kind of, that's why I ticked in my number five, because it was just such an awesome release of like yeah people just need to see this right now and give them something so that was so cool so hamilton on disney plus was my number five of the year that's a good yeah. one god bless yeah did everybody I, uh, watch it opening weekend i mean did, did anybody not watch it opening weekend i sure as heck watched it opening weekend yeah well, it was i think it was july night. 4th <laughs> yeah it was on yeah. like fourth of july yeah. i had family in town and i was like this is the most american thing we could do right now <laughs> exactly <laughs> i was with i was yeah. with my family and we we had seen it together so we were like hamilton hamilton all right what's that <laughs> oh nice so you actually saw it like when it came through your neck of the woods or did yes, you go up to I new did. york 
I did not go to New York for that one. It was impossible to get tickets. My friend famously uh, saw Hamilton in New York like the weekend before uh, Leslie Odom Jr. went off. And so uh, nice. we hear that a lot. It's not really fair. <laughs> but no, I saw it in Durham. <laughs> I saw it in nice. Dallas, too. So good. So nice. Good. Very cool. At least you guys got to see it live. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not with Danny. I saw it on my couch. Yep. I had tickets right. to go see uh, Book of Mormon the, the, the weekend in March where everything got shut down. Yeah. And I so, yeah, yeah I still good. have not seen, seen that show. I was looking forward to it, but, you know. Don't get into a Broadway right, worth, Megan. You will lose. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. I've seen. I'm, I, I guess the listeners I've don't know. I'm currently movies, sitting. Actually. <laughs> I'm currently sitting in my childhood bedroom and I have a West Side Story poster from the show that I uh, <laughs> stage managed up on the door. So I'm feeling very in the mood. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. Ellen, what is your number five thing that brought you the most joy in the year 2020? <clears throat> My number five thing. Oh gosh, this is embarrassing, but it truly did bring me joy. Uh, Mira and Falcon finding love in a hopeless place. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <this. laughs> for context. For context. Uh, for no context, we started playing D and D this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Everybody on this call, actually, except for Ty, uh, <laughs> plays D and D together. <laughs> We started a campaign, and so Ellen is talking about her her uh, D&D character. Uh, and the NPC she know. fell in love with. Yeah. It was, like real, it was a weird situation. He's mad old. I'm uncomfortable talking about it, even though I The like funniest part about the whole thing was that Ellen jumped the gun on the whole thing because Danny described him as looking like Liam Neeson, and she was like, oh, my God, I'm in love with him. And Danny was like... So the rest of that sentence was, but he's like 120 years old. And Ellen had already committed to the bit now. And she was like, well, I guess I'm into geriatrics now. Like, that's my thing. Like, you know. But he's half he's we're an elf, right? love. He's half elf, but he's so an it's elf. like not that old. Yeah, but she didn't know that till after. But the rest of the sentence was, I was like, he looks like Liam Neeson. And Ellen freaked out. And then I was like, okay, continuing on. He looked like Liam Neeson in The Gray, where he's super old. And I stand like, yeah, by Ellen, cuts all over his face. Ellen, Ellen's character no jumped on him like he yeah, was no the shame. last chopper out of Vietnam. No like, it just, it was, Personally, know. not into Liam Neeson, but my character, very much. Right. Listen, yeah, this choice. is a fantasy world. Gosh, Why is this it. insane? It's a I am fantasy. so lost right now. I am so lost. <laughs> yeah, no. But uh, on the bigger note, just the fact that like this D&D group that we got together this year was a ton of fun and like I had a blast and we're going to keep going and um, Danny was a great DM for our first round and he gave us really, really great like end of character stories to go into this next uh, chapter that we're about to start. Megan's going to be our DM this next time and it's, uh, but it's been really fun and it's, Again, we've as we've all been on lockdown, as we've all been having to do like virtual hangouts with friends, having to like find creative ways to do that. One of them being starting a D and D campaign with you guys has been really, really awesome. So yes, that makes my top five Aww. for sure. Aw, thanks, Ellen. Yeah. Ty, it's Spoiler not too late to jump into the next D&D, campaign. So get ready. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah, not a big, uh, I'm not a big D and D guy. I'm all pass, but I will support y'all. So so Ty, <laughs> just to give you gives you the Spark Notes version. Did you ever see the movie Dirty Grandpa? Okay, yeah. no, no. You know how no. Aubrey Plaza's character was just way into Robert De Niro. That's not that it. That was what Ellen was in our campaign. That's not it. <laughs> so good. Ellen, to be compared to Aubrey Plaza, I'd take it. Honestly, all right, all right, all right. De Niro like heat uh, era? Right. Sure. <laughs> Are we Moving talking casino De Niro? Because, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My number five? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, mine's a TV show. 
Uh, it's Ted Lasso on Amazon yes. TV yes. or uh, Dude, Apple yes. TV. I just Apple TV. It. Ted Lasso is a perfect show. It bring it brought me so much joy. The second you guys were like, "Oh, we'll do what sparked joy," I was like, "Well, the only thing that comes immediately to mind is Ted Lasso." Obviously, other things have come to mind since, but I just loved it. I watched it like twice in a row. The second the, it ended, I'm like, "I'll go again," and I've recommended it to everyone. And everyone I recommended it to loves it. So Ted Lasso, Apple TV. It's so good. I just finished it a week ago. It it took me two days to watch the entire show, and I'm so angry that there's not more episodes right now. It's Literally, so that's how everyone feels. I feel like the second it ends, I'm like, well, season yeah. two now, now I need it. Yeah. It's about as good as TV gets for sure. Is is game. Ted Lasso a show about soccer, or is it a show that involves soccer? It involves. Involves. Okay. involves. I was gonna say because if it's if it's the former. Not gonna watch no, that. But I don't watch any sports, and I enjoy Ted Lasso. Okay, all right, I'll yeah. have to check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. it's genuinely good. great. It's one of it's a, it's about as good as TV gets for sure. Yeah, good. Uh, all right, moving on. Ty, your number five. Uh, my number five is sports. Just sports coming back. Uh, uh, even even though baseball was so flawed, and it's coming back, I, I loved watching it. And even the NBA, like I don't really watch basketball but hearing all the stories that were coming out of the bubble and stuff like that but yeah I mean sports coming back was a huge huge uplifter for me because I feel like when I didn't have baseball I was just not doing anything and just sitting in my house playing video games the entire time and it was not good for me at all (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel that That that's a good one I basketball coming back was great like the the playoff bubble was awesome for me uh, other than that i don't really watch any sports at this point other than basketball but yeah that one was pretty huge when it came back ty is baseball kind of your big go-to sport is that like your favorite sport to watch yeah that, i think i'm the only person in america that watches baseball like full games almost every night when it's when it's in season <laughs> ah, hey, dude whatever floats your boat did you do that thing for whatever your local sports team is did you do that thing did you get like a cardboard cut out of yourself to like to put in the stands or whatever like no it in houston they like sold out like before i even found out like they were doing that they like sold out super fast i wasn't able to do it um but yeah i I really i really wanted to i wanted someone somewhere to like find their rival team like if like i don't i hate the yankees so like i thought it would be so funny if i put like me cut out in astros gear in a Yankee stadium or someone do that, but I didn't see any of that this season, but I think that would have been hilarious. Nice. Yeah. That would have been funny. I think. Yeah. Ty, you're not the only one. I mean, I'm not a huge baseball person, but my college roommate and one of my like oldest best friends from high school, her dad was a major league uh, manager growing up. So like, yeah, he was, he managed the Toronto Blue Jays randomly. And yet we lived in San Antonio. So like every time we'd (laughs) hang out and the entire time we lived in, uh, we lived together in college, it was like baseball and the Blue Jays were like always on the TV. And I got like really into it. And uh, became a Red Sox fan for a while, and I was like, there you go. then I had to. I was like, I have to stop because as much as I love this, it's also <laughs> incredibly boring. And like, I'm not a math person, and there's too many numbers involved here. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say, Ty, you're not alone. I love Brad Pitt and Moneyball. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I really oh, like it's the funny thing is, Megan, you said Moneyball, and when Ellen was like, oh, my dad's, you know, my, my friend's dad was a manager, I was, I was like, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman in Moneyball? <laughs> like in Moneyball? <laughs> like he knew Billy Ball? Bean. We could, oh, Ty, we can have a whole conversation about this. Like Brad Pitt in Moneyball. <laughs> yeah. That's I've, awesome. 
my whole life I've been a big baseball guy. Baseball to this day is my favorite sport to play. I just can't watch it anymore because Major League Baseball sucks and it's really boring. So I've I've definitely fallen off the baseball bandwagon. But growing up, it was all baseball all the time for me. Nice. But, all right. What's your number five, uh, dude? My number five is uh, disc golf, um, which I have enjoyed a lot for the past like decade. Um, but really, once the pandemic started or quarantine started, it's the perfect quarantine sport because uh, you like don't have teammates. There's no like passing back and forth or exchanging any equipment or, or anything like that. Um, it's you're outside, so you don't have to worry about like being in close proximity to anybody. Um, it's on its worst day. It's just kind of a fun short hike with a fun activity involved, even if you're doing bad at it. Um, because hiking sucks. It's just walking. I don't get why people like it. So it's just hiking <laughs> with an extra like good activity, um, and really like allowed gave me a really great excuse to get outside and be active when like the, the only other options were sit in my living room by myself and like watch another TV show for the 10th time or whatever. So yeah, disc, disc golf has been great for me during quarantine. I'm just surprised you don't look like a hippie. I'm just stunned that you like disc golf. You seem like such a put together person, you know? That's because you haven't seen my Spotify. Uh, music that I listen to. That's true. Or I haven't seen your stash of patchouli oil. It's one of the others, you know? <laughs> Wait yeah. till uh, wait love, till love uh, y'all hear the Christmas songs episode that's coming out this week. Uh, you're when you hear Danny's list, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, he definitely plays disc golf for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> my list rules, dude. We're posting the Spotify links to those playlists, so you can listen. It's to a lot it. of it's, it's like a lot Christmas of like Ben Harper songs. and you know. <laughs> yeah, who's Ben yeah. Harper? <laughs> I got Ben. I bet Ben Harper plays help? disc golf. Is that the same thing? Uh, no, all right, no, no, no. Uh, Shane, you're number four. Okay, my number four. Uh, in order to explain my number four a little bit further, I have to explain. Uh, ever since I graduated college, I I, I hate, hate uh, live music. I hate going to concerts. I hate live music. Big I same. hate, you know, paying $14 for a beer that I'm going to spill half of by the time I'm getting back to my group. I hate not being able to hear it. I hate it's too loud. I hate when bands like Jam Session like just play the song on the record. No one Pop wants your Shade. stupid like Coming no one clutch. wants your Megan stupid drum solo. Right? Like I can't oh I can't I'm stand on mute. it. I cannot stand it. I can't the only, I can't with you right now. The only okay, the only I'm concert so old. Yeah. <laughs> The only concert that we go to every year is John Williams does a suite oh at the Hollywood Bowl God. every year. And I it's mean, incredible. But you know what he doesn't wrong. do? I do that, but this is insane. But he doesn't do a 15-minute violin solo in the middle of the Imperial March, right? Like, he just plays the song in the movie. Shane so gets anyways. angry when people are standing. He's like, you have a seat for a reason. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't see. I don't want to sit. Like, I'm also, like, I hate, like, either paying way too much for crappy seats or not being able to afford, like, the good, like, box seats. So anyway, my point is, my number four thing was streaming concerts this year, because I don't know about okay. the bands that you guys like, but the bands that, a lot of the bands that I like, they were doing streaming concerts where they would just perform like, you know, they'd rent out a venue or whatever, and it was empty, and they would just record like a live streaming concert, and you could pay to watch it for like a week or whatever, right? So No Effects did one where they were in the backyard of the lead singer's house, <laughs> MXPX no did one recently, Less Than Jake did one, but all these concerts were like 10, 15 bucks, and you could just stream them, 
And it was great. I could jam out with like, you know, on my couch, like with a beer that I paid for that I'm not going to spill, you know, back on the way to the couch. Like it was great. So I don't know like the type of music that you guys like, but at least a lot of the bands that I like, they did streaming concerts. And so it was super cool to be able to see it for inexpensive, to get a little bit of that live music feel and to do it all from the comfort and safety of my own home. So that's my number four is streaming concerts. Um, did you guys see any? Did you participate in any? Or Yeah, I no. saw a few. I really miss concerts, though, so I kind of disagree with yeah. you on about 90% of what you Yeah, I know that Danny right and I are apparently old men and we're in the wrong, <laughs> but like, yeah, but no, I get it. But like, what, what streaming concerts did you guys see? Uh, I watched, like, a lot of people did, like, Instagram live concerts, like Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah. Uh, I listen to a lot of pop punk, so uh, yeah. I, I miss real life concerts. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. So do I. Ty, Ty, who'd you see? I didn't really see anyone any streaming concerts this year. Um, but, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, but I miss. I mean, I miss going to concerts so much, and yeah, it sucks that I didn't get to. <laughs> Ellen, what about you? Did you see any streaming concerts this year? Or? Not like a live stream, but uh, a lot of my favorite artists put out like just like performance like videos and stuff onto their YouTube. Um, I guess I could qualify somewhere in the in between you two. Like I love concerts, but I also like like to sit down and watch because I'm a big fan of like legit folk music where you like sit in an auditorium and uh so like Sarah Jarose put out a ton of covers this year where it's just like her and her mandolin and I loved all of that. Um but yeah, so obviously the folklore long pond sessions. Come on, <laughs> come on. I mean the the good news is whether it whether it was streaming concerts or not, almost every artist you like put out a new record this year because yeah. what else were they gonna do? You know, they had all the all the time in the world to just record in their home studios or kind of whatever. So Almost every band that you know put out a record this year, mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool too. You know, yeah. I will I will say I had a full mental breakdown uh, during a virtual <laughs> concert because I was watching Mac DeMarco with my friend who lives in New York, and we had seen Mac DeMarco at New Year's, like going into 2020 last year in New York, and it was just like, remember life? Remember doing things? <laughs> we could just do whatever, and now we're just stuck at home watching like just a little sad man on a guitar. Like This is not the same. <laughs> when you said mental breakdown, I for sure thought you were going to mention David Archuleta. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. When my Spotify Unwrapped came through, my number one song of the year was Crushed by David Archuleta. Yeah. That was another was mental rough. breakdown. <laughs> yeah. I literally texted Megan and I said, hey, are you okay? No. I saw that that was Absolutely not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I think my exact words were, uh, nothing has felt like more of a cry for help than David Archuleta being the number no, one No, I've never gotten so many people reach out to me about anything <laughs> than when I posted that David Archuleta was my number one song uh, of 2020. It was so funny. It was so funny. Me and my sister listen to Crush a lot. I mean, there's no excuse for it being my number one, but like we listen to it like on repeat as like goofs. But it just, I mean, it's not wrong. I know all the words to Crush by David Archuleta, so that's that. Didn't the Vin Diesel song also show up on your most listened to? Yeah, it feels like I did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. You know what? Actually, that's funny that you say that. I actually just. Got around to listening to it that song bangs, yesterday. It doesn't it, Shane? No, it's it is awful song. trash. It is no, I think it's song. No, I think it's vibes. Certified banger. It's so bad. I think it's vibes. 
It feels like Vin Diesel is singing through one of the mufflers of the cars he drives in the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm so hard not to sing right now. And I it, just want also, to sing and do Vin. And it also justice. physically feels like he's fighting against the beat. Like he's like he sees the time Shane. signature of the song and it's like, no, I'm not doing that. Shane, you just don't understand like what's cool, what's hip. Like also you, like like if you don't want to go to a concert and dance, you'll never understand where Vin's coming from, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> I, look, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. I'm just saying that song is, is absolute trash. It's club music. You clearly don't vibe. That's true. I, that is absolutely true. You would not, You will not find me in a club. Please that is absolutely put true. me on the list of people who do not vibe, I guess. I don't know you, but I feel like I do. Is Letty with amnesia, and you have to respect that. Like It's about family. That's- yeah, that's Are true. Are we going to get sued if you drop it in here? This, this episode's already way too long. We haven't even passed number listeners. four. <laughs> we don't have any listeners. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, all right, this is going to be the first 10-hour yeah, uh, rankings episode. Full echo chamber. Ellen, you here. give us your number four? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Vin Diesel's Feel Like I'm I Did. Okay, my number four is kind of a twofer. So during these past eight months of, full disclosure, unemployment on my end, just fully at home, um, I just kind of was like, what can I do to fill my time? So I started, uh, I have a sewing machine that I haven't touched in three years. I was like, well, let's learn how to use this thing. At the same time, there was quite a baby boom amongst our friends and family, like, Two, yeah, Cam's two siblings plus two of our friends had babies this year, so I started making baby quilts for our friends. And, like, I don't know if this is really sad or pathetic, but, like, the amount of joy I got out of, like, making these little blankets for these little babies just made me so happy. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. So, and also, like, to know that, like, I'm honing my skills on something that's kind of creative and has an artistic vibe, but also... I can give somebody something with it. It's just definitely a silver lining to this year. What do I got to do to get a very big blanket from you? So my next, <laughs> yeah. now that the babies are all taken care of, I'm now working on a, a you know, adult size quilts for people. I have a, I'll add you to my list. Yeah. I'll add you to my list. Is it a, is it a singer brand sewing machine? Yes. It's like the very basic singer. Nothing. Yeah, fancy. that's right. Cause if you don't have a singer, what are you doing? Like, it's singer or go home, right? It's like... Like, all other sewing machines are trash. What a hot sewing machine take from Batman Shane Byerly. Well, also, name I'm not another, a snob Name out. another brand of sewing machine, Brother. Right? You I literally can't. Singer, Shane. I Brother. couldn't, I couldn't yeah. name one yeah. before you said the word singer, so... Brothers are for snobs. Singer, singer is yeah, for the, is the Kleenex. Yeah. Brother, Singers I think, is the, the one that uh, it's on Project sponsored Runway. on yeah. Um, Project Runway. Yeah, that's how I know that one. <laughs> Brother okay, is for snobs. Singer is for... Working American people. <laughs> for working for, for blue collar heroes yes. is what I'm hearing. Oh, did not expect this to happen on this episode. Uh, all right, uh, moving along, Megan. What is your number four? Yeah, mine's similar to yours from last time. Uh, it's not really worth diving too deep into, but uh, on weekends in the mornings, I go hiking with two people. They're some of the only two people I've seen all year. So shout out Jake and Caitlin hiking on Saturday mornings. You should bring a disc and throw that with you while you're hiking. It's way more fun than just walking, I promise. Uh, then they have to go get the disc. And I have to like, it's like twice as much like walking. Kind of, 
reckon with being goal. a disc golfer, and I just don't then, know if I'm willing to take that on. Honestly, fair point. I don't blame you. <laughs> Someone might also <laughs> see her playing disc golf, which is probably not good. Yeah, I don't get joy out of telling people I play disc golf. I just get joy out of actually playing disc golf, so I very much get it. Right. Makes sense. Danny, I don't believe you. This is the second podcast you've talked about get disc golf. I was going to say, I'm like very aware yeah, that you that, disc golf, okay, so I feel like it's kind of part of That was of you. at a point, I, that was on a Mad About Movies VIP episode where Brian was doing like the daily recommends. I was just desperate to get somebody to come play with me because I was getting bored playing <laughs> disc golf by myself at that point. So I was like, maybe this will work. Maybe like someone will be like, oh, I play disc golf too. It was a sad time in quarantine. That was behind so a paywall. How, how, much, how many people did you think were going to reach out to hang? There are a lot of Dallas-based <laughs> folks in the Mad About Movies VIP. That's true. Right? Okay. Listen, I was desperate at that point. I just wanted somebody to hang out with me and play disc golf. Well. All right. Uh, Very Hufflepuff move right there, Danny. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. Ty, your number four. Yeah, my number four is new music. It was such a good year for new music. Um Unfortunately, Laura yeah. did not release her newest album because of the passing of her dog, which I respect Ooh. and get it. But she'll release her new album in 2021, Lord. which I'm really looking forward to. But uh, new music was so good this year. There's so many good albums. Uh, it was awesome. I, I can't wait to talk about uh, our favorite albums uh, next month. So, yeah, new music was great. Yeah. yeah so many people sure. put out records. That's It's so great. Like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because like you said, nobody, you had all the time in the world. So every band that you like put out a new record. That was pretty awesome, you know? Yeah. Ty, a man after my own heart with the lore drop. I stand. (laughs) (laughs) That was like my, if if we um, did a list of 2020 things that made me sad, it was number, number one is definitely Lord's dog passing away. So she didn't release her her album this year. (laughs) Thinking about her. Yeah, yeah. 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 R.I.P. Uh, all right, my number four is audiobooks. Um, I do just an insane amount of driving for my job, um, and I've just gotten to the point where I just don't enjoy listening to music in the car because I have to have something else to focus on other than just driving because I'll fall asleep and we get rough. Um, and I got to the point where the only podcasts I listen to anymore are the ones that are hosted by people that I actually know. Uh, and so I was running out of podcasts to listen to. Uh, and so I decided to go ahead and bite the bullet and get an Audible subscription. Um, and I ended up listening to like like 18 books this year, which I've never been a reader in the past. I have a hard time physically reading because I uh, don't retain information very well. Um, <laughs> like I, I'll read an entire chapter and then be like, I don't remember a single thing that happened and have to go back and reread the chapter. So it takes me like months to actually physically read a book. Uh, but I do well with audiobooks. Um, and so I listened to a lot of really good books this year. Some of them uh, for the second time, like I re-listened to uh, the Lord of the Rings books. Um, I re-listened to Ready Player One, which I listened to a few times in the past. But there are a handful of really new ones that I got into and was super, super into and super excited about. And it helped make my job just that much easier. Um, so audiobooks have been a lifesaver. You're not one of those monsters that listens to audiobooks at faster than one, right? 1.2 times speed. Ooh. Okay. So not like super fast. So the, the not problem Richard with level regular, insane. Right. Richard, Richard Barton listens to him at like two times speed, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. But just regular speed, they like they deliberately talk slower than normal um, while reading uh, because they have to make sure and like enunciate uh, and like speak clearly and stuff. Um, and it just sounds unnatural 
when they're speaking that slowly. So when you speed it up to 1.2 times, it sounds like they're talking to you like they're having a normal conversation. So that's the that's the go-to speed. Fair, fair enough. I really need to give Audible a try. Like, I'm not a huge Great. fan of, of audiobooks just because I, I, I read a lot, but I like to hold it in my hands or whatever. And But I, I really do need to give Audible a try. I do think that I would consume more books if i if i you know did audiobooks or kind of whatever start with um, libby download the libby app first uh and get a library card to your local library and yeah. through libby you can borrow audiobooks for free i use that as a kind of like dip your toes in the water type thing um and then i realized that like libby didn't have all of the books that i wanted and also i wanted to own these books so i could re-listen to them whenever um so i kind of do both right now but i would start with libby because there's going to be way more books on there than you think Something nice. I've learned about Audible is if you don't use it too often, they just send you credits to get you to come back. So I took like a year <laughs> where I forgot that I had the app and then I had like seven credits because they were like, here, please download a book. And then I like opened the app up again this year and I was like, oh, look at that. Seven free books. <laughs> like, hey, free books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, I, yeah. what I won't recommend is what I do and I will download something on Audible and then, uh, like you said, they kind of talk slow. But I can't listen to it faster than one point speed because it just drives me insane. So then Same. I will get like a fourth of the way through a book, but then I'll get impatient because I want to figure out what happens. And then I'll download it on my Kindle and uh, speed read it because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a much faster reader than I am a listener. <laughs> oh, I'm the exact opposite. I can, like, I'll turn it on while I'm driving, which I do a ton of, or if I'm just doing chores around the house. Like, even if I'm doing something as simple as, like, walking to the kitchen to pop something in the microwave and I'm only going to be in there for, like, four minutes, I'll put on whatever book I'm listening to. And so I get through them really easily that way. I wonder if there's anybody who downloads the audiobook and listens to it while they're reading the book at the same time. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that, that's, that would not be like, like Not, insanity. like, concurrently, <laughs> like, physically at insane. this exact moment in time I'm both reading it and listening to it. But I know I've heard of people that, like, will like read a chapter of a book and then listen to the same chapter on audible because it helps them like soak that information in and think about Ooh, it who a different way or whatever. interesting mine so, like, syncs up so like, like i can read a chapter yeah. and then hop in the car and then it like takes over from there if you have it on your kindle and on audible oh interesting yeah. i didn't know that was a thing but, yeah, oh really the two the two there are people that do that the two like work together so that if you play the audiobook, then it fast forwards your Kindle. It's all Amazon, you yeah. know. That's the world we live in. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? too. That's cool though. That's actually a See? cool tip. Like I didn't know that. If you're like trying to speed through a book, like you can read it when you want, and then switch to the Audible and just like while you're driving around or whatever. Like that's a super cool tip. Like t- like take that away as a cool tip, listeners. Like There's I didn't. A know fun you could fact do that. from Meg for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to <laughs> buy it both ways? Yeah, you do. But sometimes if you buy it on Kindle, like you can get a deal or opposite. It'll be like, add the Kindle for $2. And I'll be like, sure, I'm a sucker. $2? What am I, poor? (laughs) $2. I'll just get a no-rush shipping and get my credit. (laughs) Yeah. Amazon hacks from Megan's <laughs> That's the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> she comes on for two minutes every week. With a How to Amazon beat hack. Bezos. <laughs> How to beat Bezos. Uh, last thought on the, uh, the audiobook thing. If I had to like recommend one of my favorite series I listened to this year, it's the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson. If you're into fantasy at all, it's a cool fantasy world and magic system that he created. Accessible, not super long books. So, Strong recommend Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. I have heard do of you, them. They're do you actually have on a my list. Audio, 
So Do you have an audiobook narrator that you like, Danny, that you're like, oh, I don't care what the book is. If he or she Act- is reading it, I'll, I'll listen to it. I may, no, not exactly. I, although I do have, like, there will be certain narrators that will, like, align themselves with certain authors. Like, this one guy does all of Brandon Sanderson's books. I can't tell if it's because I like Brandon Sanderson books so much or, like, mm. because the narrator is actually really great. But he is genuinely really great. I can't remember his name. but uh, I, I have a copy yeah, of Mistborn. He's super good. Will Wheaton does Ready Player One and is fantastic oh. narrating Ready Player One. Um, he, like, actually, like, heightens the experience of that book for me. Uh, and so strong, strong recommend that yeah. one, too. I've listened to certain books just because they had a celebrity narrator for Audible. <laughs> Yeah. I oh, have a copy yeah, of Mistborn that my friend gave me like a year and a half ago, and he texts me every once in a while to bully me about reading it, and I haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> it's I don't know very why. good, dude. Just, really now it's like it's been on my shelf for too long. I'm uninterested. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go to the audiobook, though, the audiobook is, is really, really great. All right, uh, moving on. Shane, you're number three. Okay, my number three uh, bears a little explanation. Um, obviously throughout <clears throat> quarantine and the whole COVID process, everybody has kind of decided what they're comfortable with, what they're not comfortable with. My wife and I, um, you know, decided somewhere around March or April that we were not comfortable having people over. And so with the exception of two repair people, there has not been anybody in this house um, since March. And so one of the things that we kind of quickly figured out, uh, you know, in, in the, in the uh, first couple of weeks is that with our group of friends that we have around the city, um, we started just, you know, finding excuses to go over to each other's houses to drop off a book or a CD or, you know, an extra piece of a loaf of banana bread or kind of whatever. And so as we would go over to people's houses, we would just realize like, oh, let's just stock up on beer. And that way, anytime somebody comes over or we go over to their house, we can all just hang out in the front yard and like have a beer together. So in a weird way for me, this whole quarantine process or, you know, whatever COVID has been uh, kind of marked by what I've been calling lawn beers, which is my number three, which is basically just anytime we've gone over to a friend's house, we've just always kind of, you know, here's the CD I said I would bring over or whatever. And then let's just crack open a beer and have it and enjoy it together kind of on the front lawn. Um, or, you know, if somebody came over to our house, it was like, hey, here's a couple of cold beers. Let's have them on the front lawn. So, so much of our interactions that we've had with people throughout the year have been, you know, uh, in the front lawn of their house or in, in our house or whatever. And, um, and and so just lawn beers are kind of a thing that I think that I will remember and I look back fondly on in 2020. So um, that's why my number three is lawn beers. That's sweet. That's, that's awesome. Friends sounds neat. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I know it's just, you know, something about drinking a cold beer out on the grass and, you know, just kind of uh, seeing people and doing kind of what you can. And, uh, you know, the, so that's my number three. Did anybody anybody else have any lawn beers or feel free to take the concept of lawn beers and run with it? I expect to see pictures and tweets, you know, of, of people enjoying lawn beers. <laughs> I don't have a lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's you know, lawn, lawns you in, uh, exist in your out heart. Of a lawn. urban window beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, lawns exist wherever you, they're in your heart. A lawn could exist in aisle seven of a Target if you think hard enough. You know what I mean? So, a lawn can be wherever you want it to be. I think the beer is the more important part. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'll go get kicked out of a Target tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just, Pop open a bottle of Naomi wine and have a lawn beer in aisle seven of Target, you know? Lawn beers, that's a great one. Uh, all right, moving on. Ellen, you're number three. 
I should take yeah. a sip. Oh, you can hear the ice. <laughs> oh, this is great audio. <laughs> I leave that in. You knew you Cheers. were up next, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, well, I need a sip. Um, speaking of lawns, uh, so uh, Cameron and I bought a house this year. So Ooh. that's our, we are our first time homeowners. And uh, yeah, it was definitely an unexpected thing that happened during this covid time um a family family member of ours is a realtor and um yeah it just kind of was like hey what if what if we bought a house our lease is up and she was like well let's just look into it and then literally like three weeks later we found this house that we loved and we like put an offer on it and here we are um but yeah it's been really sweet um kind of like planting roots as we start this new chapter of our lives together um but yeah the uh, the house we have it shares a fence with a cemetery, <laughs> so we have a we have a big backyard nice. and very quiet neighbors. <laughs> we love oh, it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> have a beer out there. <laughs> yeah, lawn beer. Uh, you know, respectfully. <laughs> Grave beers. I dig it. I, I dig it. Um, but yeah, it's been great, and uh, it kind of goes hand in hand with um, Cameron is really good at um, woodworking, and he's been making furniture for us slowly over the past few years. So this has just been an opportunity for him to kind of like really create something that's in a place that's like gonna be there for a while. Um, he built us a new pantry. He built us a Murphy bed for the guest room, like all these things, and it's been really nice to see him, you know being able to do that during this really weird time of, you know, everyone's having a bad year, but at least like we both got to make something out of it. So there's that. Long now I know what it is. So funny. I know what it is, but for those of us that don't know what it is, what is a Murphy bed? What makes it different it from like a regular out. bed? Or? It folds out from the wall. Yeah. So it's like literally he built, I mean, he bought like the mechanism. Oh, like it. one of those, they go up into the wall. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. 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 <laughs> yes. The desk That's that I'm sitting at right now, he built us all these. Yeah. Every single room in our house now has something he made, which is really special. So Murphy beds were like the punchline of every movie in the 30s and 40s. Oh, because like people would get got... stuck in them? Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, you would get, go like, to the movie theater the wall, in the 30s you know? and 40s. You would just laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would. Yeah. <laughs> Homeownership is is so interesting. There's so many cool things about it. Like having the freedom to kind of do whatever you want to your house is great. And then there's also a lot of like, like the insurance guy just handed me a list of repairs. It's going to cost me like three grand that I have to get done or else I don't have insurance next year. Oh dear God, don't jinx us like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's so up and down. But uh, the pros outweigh the cons for me. Like just having the freedom to kind of like do what you want or need and like not have the like looming threat of landlord over your, over your head is so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. That's. That rules. I continue to kill plants, though, so our poor front yard. It's fine. It's not doing it's great. Fine. <laughs> they grow back. Uh, honestly, that's Texas's fault, not yours. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, uh, Megan, you're number three. Okay, so it's not like buying a house, but I like going to the drive-in movie theater. Uh, (laughs) not to belittle my own list but uh no there's normally a film festival here and this year uh instead of having it at uh actual venues they built a 
drive-in theater right down the road from me so it's super convenient now uh they played a, a bunch of a bunch of stuff uh uh so i've seen like almost 10 things at the drive-in now it's only twelve fifty. you can pick up chick-fil-a on the way it's not a bad life <laughs> Nice. How does it? How does it? To me, is over an hour away in Fort Worth. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah, the nearest drive-in in in LA is like ninety minutes away, so I didn't really get a chance to go. But how does it work? I mean, does the actual does the the audio from the movie does it actually still come through the radio? Like you turn to a yeah, yes, retro. And and you call me old. (laughs) You're sitting here driving. Well, I had to figure out what an AM radio station was, but (laughs) we got there. Yeah. That's a cool one. I would love to have one close to here, but it's just so far away. Not worth the drive. But Same. I, w- I wish I could have gone in the middle of quarantine, but like I said, I'm not driving 90 minutes. Yeah. To go see At the beginning either. of quarantine, the closest one is like 45 minutes away from me, which is still pretty far. But I went to go see Star Wars, and then I was like, I'm not going to do that drive again. But then uh, the new one's like less than 20. So pop down the nice. street. Very Sweet. cool. That's good. One. All right. Uh, Ty, what is your number three? Uh, my number three is I moved into a new house this year. Um, so I hey. recently moved back to Houston in 2019 and I was living with uh, my mom and was just losing my mind being back home. Uh, so I really wanted to move out. So I moved out uh, to this kind of kind of the hipper part of Houston. I'm walking distance from my ba- favorite bar in Houston. Um, Where but in Houston? the next day, the Heights. Yeah, the Heights area. Uh, but the next day after I moved into my house, Houston went into quarantine. So it was it was mostly just lawn beers outside on the front porch. Um, but yeah, uh, I love my new. I love being in my in my own house and not being in my old bedroom that my parents converted into like a study room. Like the minute I moved out of the house when I was eighteen. So. Yeah, so it's really fun being in, being in my own house, and uh, I have a couple of roommates that are uh, pretty clean, so not too annoyed by them at all. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I love having a, having a house in that area of town. You said it was called The Heights? Yeah, The Heights. Yeah. Nice. Super cool that Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote an entire musical about <laughs> you moving yeah. into and your new house. And it's just going to come out on HBO Max. Yeah. Coming out yeah. on HBO Max next year, right? In the Heights. Good like, morning, incredible, Usnavi. dude. <laughs> yeah, who's who's, who's going to play you, Ty? Is it Brad Pitt or is it, uh, you know, is it Joe oh, Manganiello? Well, uh, they wanted to put Brad Pitt, but I really think Ryan Gosling uh, really <laughs> captures captures my essence more. So uh, we went yeah. with him. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> about Ty's essence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three, Ellen kind of already mentioned it, um, but I'll just go a little bit of a broader sense. It's just Dungeons and Dragons in general. Um, it's like, especially, I mean, like kind of like I talked about in Disc Golf, you have to find like different hobbies or like dive deeper into certain hobbies during quarantine because you can't physically hang out with too many people. Um, and Dungeons and Dragons has become the perfect way to hang out with people online, uh, but still feel like you're actually hanging out with them. Um, so it's been super fun. We started a game with most of the people in this call, um, and we played for the majority of this year, I think. Didn't we start in, like, May or something like that? Summer, for sure, yeah. yeah um, I have no started, concept of time. We started time. a while ago. Yeah, same. <laughs> we started a while ago, and it's been super fun. And I had uh, one other game with a different group of friends going not quite as often. We only played, like, once a month or so. Uh, but it's still been super fun and, a, like, a way to pour your creative energy into something but still uh, hang out with your friends. 
Um, and I am, uh, like Alan said, super excited for the one we're about to start that Megan's going to run. I can't. I genuinely can't wait. I think that's going to be a blast. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that people miss most, whether they realize it or not, in 2020 is that people just miss consistency. And so having something that yeah. you can count on every other week or every week or whatever, it's really been kind of a shiny beacon for myself and I assume for everybody else to really kind of be able to latch on to something that like every Tuesday I'm doing this or every Thursday night I'm playing D&D or, you know, whatever. And it's just, it's been so great to have um, a group of friends or just a whole set of activities that you can consistently rely on in a year that nothing else has been consistent, you know, mm -hmm. or reliable, frankly. Yeah. And at the same yeah. time, it's it's been really nice to because on one hand it is nice to like have that group of friends that you talk to and like you know you need to lean on them because things aren't going well or you know like we're all having we've all had some serious moments of like not having a good time and this year has been really hard but to have a group where it's like we're not even talking about how are you what are you up to we're living in like the conversation is completely about something different and we're just like being creative and being funny and being silly and like that I think can serve just as much of a purpose of like having that friend that you need to talk to when like you're having a really bad day and it's it's so great that like we don't have to stop and be like oh yeah it's been a bad week for everyone now we're all you know kind of even sadder it's like let's do something really ridiculous and silly and um kind of fill two hours of conversation with that instead and it's been awesome yeah, everybody sure. should be playing D&D. D&D freaking rules. Yeah. Ty, you suck. Start playing D&D. <laughs> well, and look, right. especially with, like, podcasts and everything, when you're listening to podcasts, like, with friends, there's that meme that was out a couple of months ago or whatever where it was, like, a person sitting in front of a picture of a TV where, like, there's people on the TV, <laughs> like, doing fun things, and the person's like, oh... And they're just having fun with the TV. Listening to shows like The Rankings, like Love That Movie, like On The Download, it's great to just hear your friends' voices. And it feels like you're a part of a conversation that you're that you're not actually a part of. But it feels like you're close to your friends in a way that is not really accessible with other forms of media. And so, you know, just whether it's D&D &D or whether it's podcasting or whatever, it's just so great to be able to hear your friends' voices, again, on a consistent basis in a year that you just really haven't been able to hear anything or do anything consistently, you know? Yeah, totally. For sure. All right, uh, Shane, uh, let's go right on into your number two, please. Okay, my number two. All right, so we'll gloss through this one really quickly. Um, but my number two <laughs> was a 15-minute and 10-second speech that was given in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, on the evening of November 2nd um, for myself and for approximately 80 million Americans. <laughs> The last four years have been a time that has been marked by a lot of anger and a lot of rage and a lot of embarrassment. And so that speech that was given on that evening was the first ray of light that you could see cresting over the horizon um, in a very long and dark period. So we won't dwell on it. We can move on. If you don't know what I'm talking about, feel free to Google it. Um, otherwise, you know, we'll just, you know, if you don't know, then you don't know. We'll move on. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go on. Ellen, you're number two. Okay, so my number two and my number one were very, very close. My number two probably is, in all honesty, my number one, but I'll do the right thing and whatever. <laughs> um, but so my number two for this year uh, is we got a quarantine puppy, Penny. little Penny Lane. She yeah. 
is anyway. adorable, amazing. I'm obsessed with her. She is still a bit of a misfit and like messes things up and chews on stuff, but she's been such a godsend for me this year, being home and looking for work and not finding work, but also like having a purpose of like, I have to trade this dog. <laughs> it's been really nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's super freaking cute. That's true. Yeah, you're not wrong. Great name too. Naming her after an almost famous character is a great choice. <laughs> Every dog parent thinks that they have the goodest boy or girl in the world, and they're all right. They're all they're right. All right yeah. She's not great. Right. She's still learning. We have an older dog that is the perfect dog. He's amazing. So she's she'll never fill those shoes. So she'll always be good, but not great. Penny. Wow. It's a Take tough life. Way. I love her. A real, a real, I don't a love real her Niles. <laughs> a real Niles. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Megan, you're number two. Uh yeah, my number two is uh, Legos. Uh, oh so yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyone who has come in contact with me in the last couple of months knows that I'm going through a little bit of a thing, and uh, <laughs> I'm buying a lot of Legos. I'm building a lot of Legos, and while I cannot control a lot of aspects of my life, I can build a little castle and put it on a shelf and say that was nice, that was special. This is my little world, and the people go where I want and do what I want now. So Legos. <laughs> I, it Megan, started as a fun little like oh this is a nice like hobby I get to be a little creative and I get to have a task and it turned into like I'm God uh, I'll well, say I'll say it started my uh, in October I was doing a a horror movie marathon at the very beginning of October or maybe it might have been in September my friend sent me it's like this tiny little Frankenstein and it's like a hundred bricks it's nothing you know and i did it right after a work call and it was like oh what was that like <laughs> i i just like kind of blacked out there and like 30 minutes went by and now i have a cute little frankenstein man and i was focusing entirely on the legos and like not on my you know work stress and so i'm gonna need more of this like i need another hit uh and i haven't stopped <laughs> Well, tell them what you made it. The entire Harry Potter Wizarding World. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm really. I've gone down a Harry Potter Wizarding World. Uh, you know, obviously, as uh, discussed on the Harry Potter episode, I have a lot of Harry Potter Legos. Um, I, I'm not loving giving money to J.K. Rowling these days, so I have. Uh, I'll. I'll plug. I'll plug. Uh, I've been giving. I've been uh, coordinating my Harry Potter Lego purchases with donations to the Marsha P. Johnson Trans Foundation uh, to like ease my guilt a little, um, but I. I will say like I just uh, and I know this is probably sacrilege I'm just not a huge aesthetically Star Wars person like as much as I like like the Millennium Falcon and everything like I just don't want a bag of gray bricks like that's just a little less exciting for me We're so my honey dukes yeah my, that's the thing my number one build of the year has been Diagon Alley and it's <laughs> oh it's choice <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I don't have the patience for Legos unfortunately you know, I never you thought though. I would. I, I, I never I never built a single Lego thing growing up. This is purely at 27 for some reason I came to Legos and now it's changed me. <laughs> I get it though. The, you know how sometimes you're scrolling on Facebook and you like they, you know, Facebook knows what you like so they like throw videos your way. I I I ended up watching this video like 2 days ago of this guy assembling the the 1989 Batmobile from Lego and it was like a some, you know, thousand piece 
mm-hmm. set or whatever. And it was so relaxing just watching this guy. You know, the whole thing was sped up or whatever, so he built it in like five minutes. But like watching him build this thing, it was like so relaxing. And yeah. I, I get it. Like I bet that actually putting the pieces together, like you know, uh, is probably really stress relieving. So I, I get so it. So satisfying. And the little maybe I'll maybe I'll so join good. you in your. Ooh. I remember yeah, this out of Legos a couple years ago. Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> is that he has is that Sisyphus, Sisyphus like, right? Sisyphus yeah. yeah, it moves. It like fully moves. <laughs> I didn't know they had a Sisyphus Lego. I could put that right next to the Great Hall. I think you have to like. Yeah. Have y'all so watched? I the... fully understand watching somebody spend like three hours putting together an insane piece of Lego work, and you're like, "That was nice. Good for you." <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Have you have y'all watched the Lego Builders reality show? Uh, I'm just the competition yeah, I'm Lego it. show. It's so good. No, it's but really now good. I kind of want to. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, good. I like it a lot. Yeah. Do they build? Do they build stuff that you know, or are they just kind of winging it? No, it's very original stuff. Like they have like specific like themes that they have to like adhere to and stuff like like one one is like they build like a movie like some kind of movie depending and everyone has a different genre and then another episode is they have to build like a bridge but the bridge has to hold weight so like the winner is like the best design plus however much weight that the bridge can hold gotcha sounds like a really cool science project (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm into that i'll check that show out yeah all right uh let's uh let's move on ty your number two my number two is uh i started a podcast uh i've had a lot of fun doing it probably could have got a better co-host (laughs) <laughs> probably could have got a better good. co-host but uh <laughs> but yeah i was i was i was a little bit hesitant uh about just you know hearing my voice all the time because i don't know i just feel like i would it wouldn't be fun but then i was like danny very well explained it that we weren't doing anything so why not start a podcast so yeah it was great <laughs> I lo- and i love doing it i love uh forcing people to listen to my opinions it's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can kind of combine our two because mine is podcasting with friends, so it's in the same vein. But yeah, yeah my go. my exact sales pitch to Ty, I messaged him on Discord because I knew him through the Mad About Movies VIP Discord, and it was like, a, hey, me and this guy started having really funny arguments. Like maybe we could take it to microphone. Maybe people would enjoy it. But my whole sales pitch was like, hey, um, uh, like what else are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was like, "Yeah, nothing. Good point." I was like, "Cool. Let's start a podcast where we give our crappy opinions and uh, make our friends judge us for it." Um, and yeah, it's been really fun. But yeah, that's also that's my number two has been podcasting with friends. Like I've gotten on a couple episodes of the the Mad About Movies VIP thing, and I went on a couple episodes of Love That Movie with Ellen, and started making the show with Ty, which has been a fun like thing to pour my creative energy into. Um, because before that, like I not musically talented, I'm not artistically talented. I'm not good at writing or anything. And so it's like podcast is kind of the only podcast and D and D are the only things that I can (laughs) really pour my creative energy. I'm not a handyman like at all. I can't build stuff. And so this is sort of my only option. Um, and it's been super fun. It's been a thing to put on the schedule, something to get done, something to look forward to, uh, an excuse to hang out with some friends every week because we've gotten to have a different friend on each episode. Uh, and so it's been, it's been a really good time and it's been something that I genuinely look forward to at this point, even though uh, I also don't love hearing the sound of my own <laughs> voice. Um, it's been fun to, 
uh, have people like send messages and say, "Hey, I listened to your podcast and I enjoyed it." Because like I don't know why, because it's just two idiots that are arguing about <laughs> like arguing about a goofy movie. So, uh, but it's been it's been a really good time. I've enjoyed it a whole lot, and I'm excited to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, look, the truth the truth is, you guys have a great chemistry on the show together, and it's always a fun listen, whether you personally know each of you like we do or you don't i think that you know the fun that you guys have while recording it shines through when you uh, when you listen to it so um you know it's, it's great i think that you guys have the oh, show i don't have I, any fun until the judge comes on when it's just me and ty it's just uh, i was gonna say it's it's funny to say so if you know them personally like we do none of us have ever met in person yeah, <laughs> true. i do feel like that i know true. you guys personally but, but i do talk to you every day yeah literally every day <laughs> i mean and also we've seen we've right seen now. your lego harry potter wizarding world that's got to count for something <laughs> to be fair everyone who's been on a web call with me at work has also seen that <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go on to our number ones. Let's start with Shane. Okay, so this might seem a little like, you know, whatever, like metaphysical or whatever, but I, but the, the truth is I think my the number one thing that gave me joy throughout the year is that <clears throat> when, we, when we got sent home from Paramount and, you know, we were all trying to figure out how to work from home, the first couple of weeks there was so much back and forth of, well, we can't do this, right? And, and you know, this is not going to be able to get done or kind of whatever, whatever. And after a few weeks, it was just, you know, we realized that no was not going to be an acceptable answer. And you just had to figure out how to get it done, right? And so we figured out how to get it done. All these things that we used to do on the lot or kind of whatever. So most companies that were lucky enough to stay open just figured out how to get it done. And people started thinking outside the box across the board. And then outside of the professional world, people started thinking outside of the box, you know, in the personal world as well, whether it came to, you know, family meetings across Zoom or, you know, as I think we're going to hear about in a few minutes, like having a wedding or, you know, I mean, just just across the board, people learn to think outside the box this year. And the phrase, I can't do that or we can't get it done. That was a phrase that just kind of seemed to vanish this year because people understood for the most part that things still need to happen and they need to get done. And I was so impressed with seeing, you know, TikTok videos or whatever, people having proms and a movie date nights and, you know, all these amazing dinners and things like that, that they just, people didn't give up this year. And I think that's the most important thing about 2020 that I will take from it is that people started thinking outside the box and they didn't accept no as an answer this year. So that's my number one is that from a personal and professional and everywhere in between level, it just seemed like people didn't quite give up this year. And that was so inspiring across the board, you know? Yeah. 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 That's really great. Yeah, also absolutely. speaking of TikTok, that's my new honorable mention. I can't believe I had an oversight. TikTok <laughs> is taking up so much of my year. <laughs> uh, although don't let as the first time Ellen sends you a TikTok, just ignore it. Don't react. <laughs> don't interact with it at all, because she has this really uh, not fun habit of like, "Hey, do you want to emotionally spiral with me?" And she'll send you like five TikToks in a row that are just the saddest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> Um, so don't don't agree to start sending TikToks back and forth with Ellen. She's ruthless. <laughs> True story. She literally what, what, what are these, yesterday after What are these TikToks? Are they all like dogs dying or like what what happened? I, I was I was sitting at my desk at work and Ellen sent me a text saying, "Hey, have you cried today?" And oh no. I got like four TikToks in a row from her. 
Ellen, what are you? This is Ellen. so mean. <laughs> Ellen. Just, just four in a row that were just so incredibly sad. I just. She's, she's, she's a ruthless TikTok friend. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm kind hey, of going through some stuff. Have you cried yet today? Come on. I said no. It's two o'clock. I'm at work, Ellen. What are you talking about? I don't have right. work. This is what I do with my time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shane, for taking this like, uh, like inspiring and heartfelt thing that you said and then turning it into a TikTok thing. Just no, it's TikTok not. But I was like, but, oh shoot, but, that should have been my honorable mention. But that's but that's my point though is that even basic human connection, which I think we're all we've all been severely lacking this year, people still found a way to connect and to you know, engage emotionally. And it was just inspiring to me to see people refuse to give up and think outside the box at every turn, it seemed like, throughout the year. So, yeah. you know, I, it seems it seems like a cheap, you know, nonsense answer. But truly, no, that great. was my, that was the thing that gave me joy is that, that people really refused to give up and they, and they truly thought outside the box this year. And kudos to everybody who did and continues to do so. Yeah, that's great. Uh, all right, Ellen. Your number one, the thing that brought you the most joy this year, um, but actually your number two, but we're saying your number one. Right. Um, diesels. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason it's kind of, it would have taken the number two spot is because it is, there's a level of it that was a bit of a bummer this year. Um, dang it, Shane, everything you just said just made me feel like really emotional about it, so dang it. Um, but yeah, I had to postpone my wedding, which, you know, spent a year and a half planning, but you know, like most, most girls growing up thought about my whole life. Uh, so it was really hard. Um, but we still got married. So that's my number one is marriage. Um, it's yeah. Gosh, dang it. You guys. <laughs> the pictures just, did they just recently come back? Cause you're starting to post them. On yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I just got them back, uh, like this past week. Um, but yeah, it was, I always, I've, I always wanted a, you know, a big wedding, but it was just me and Cameron and the priest and my parents. And, um, it was still really lovely and really nice. And, uh, 2020 yeah. freaking got me. I'll jump in to say great aesthetics. <laughs> It's okay. That's what we Ellen, do here at Rankings. Ellen. We bring out like, it's an incredibly emotional uh, setting. Here this is why Rankings. I send emotional terrorism TikToks to my friends, because I'm just <laughs> going through a lot. <laughs> Drag us down with you. But the important um, part is, to my point, you didn't give up. You found a way to make it work, right? And it's like, that's what we all had to do this year. So kudos. I, I'm proud of you. Oh, God, you. Shane. <laughs> oh, God, the earnestness. Oh, God. <laughs> Danny, let me go. I got to cut through. I got to cut through this. I was about to say I'm proud of you too, Megan, but if you ruin it with like no, some Lego I gotta, Harry Potter. I got to ruin Shane, everything. Don't be proud of me. I can't handle this right now. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I need to take I need to take real emotion and turn it into goofs. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's called a defense mechanism. Yes. Shane. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> Try it. Also, it doesn't help that I had like, I don't know, four cocktails before. Yeah, no, we're yeah. all deep <laughs> in the sauce. It's great that you texted us four hours before we started recording saying, hey, I'm going to start drinking now. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's almost midnight my time. I've been drinking since five. I'm just trying yeah. to keep an, a, a, a steady buzz. <laughs> it's fine. 
All right, Megan, you're number one. The thing, the bar you the most joy in the year 2020. Yeah, it's not going to sound very exciting because it's been brought up a lot. But mine's D and D. I'm in three D and D groups. Yes. Uh, you talked about you talked about nice. creativity, and uh, I mean, before this year, I had never DM'd at all. Now I'm currently preparing three different campaigns, or in the middle of DMing three different campaigns, basically, and. Uh, it's it's nice. It's exactly the level of creativity I, I want to commit to. I've I've never been a writer or anything, but I have a lot of fun with like dumb world building stuff that you don't really have to go too deep into until uh, until someone asks you a question. You have to make up something on the spot that later they will use against you. Um, and so yeah, I just have a lot of fun with it. It's fun to hang out with my friends and do goofs. It's like improv. Uh, you know, everyone thinks that their D that their D and D group is the funniest, but uh, I'm in I'm in a lot of really good ones. So I'm I'm blessed. But I'm ours is now, the funniest. Ty. Yeah. <laughs> Ty's the only one here that doesn't play. Everybody bully Ty yeah, for Ty. You don't know how cool Daphne is, aka my character. <laughs> that sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she is. Cool. You dork. A yeah, bunch of people marrying super old people, and <laughs> Ellen's yeah, character yeah, being surprisingly be racist to rap people. So that's pretty much all <laughs> I've taken from it. Oh, yeah, Ellen, you heard Ellen about that? Ellen committed genocide against rat people. Uh, I think in the epilogue, it she rebuilt that society. So yeah, let's not rewrite history. And say, hey, can there be some kind of like reconciliation <laughs> with rat people? It's like, yeah, we I can, think we, we didn't establish this in the episode, but I want to say canonically that Daphne was invited to uh, to Ellen's character's wedding, but she declined. <laughs> she sent a lovely fair, gift. She sent a I lovely gift. <laughs> I think Ty gets a pass. If 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 the listeners have never seen Ty, he looks like he could rip a log in half, like Captain America. Oh, yeah. So he's yeah. way cooler than it, than certainly me. I don't want to speak for Dan. Oh, but I swear to God, I have to talk to him every week. <laughs> Shane he's is complimenting so everyone. Close. Shane, me if you don't he's know what so I look like, listeners, I look exactly <laughs> like Chris Evans. Uh, Batman Shane uh, explained that perfectly. So if you're trying to picture someone yeah. when I'm talking, just picture Chris Evans. That's pretty much what I look like. <laughs> Oh, the first the time I came happened. on the show, I thought it was weird that Ty insisted on recording without a shirt. But after I saw him without a shirt, I was like, I get it. If I looked like him, I would never wear a shirt. I would just never wear a shirt, ever. I have to talk to him every single week, Shane. You don't know what you just did. He's not going to come off of this ego high for months. Yeah, he's a classic Gryffindor. We've established this. <laughs> he already thinks this about himself. You're just affirming what he already knows in his heart. <laughs> D is a great gosh, D and D is just the best thing. It is. It's my number one. It's how I feel. All right. Uh Ty, your number one. And honestly, it should be that Shane just said that you look like Chris Evans. Uh, yeah, that that Ty's definitely number one uh, is, is, is splitting wood logs with his bare hands. <laughs> uh my number one is my brother and his wife got approved for foster care this year. Um, and I am oh. extremely proud yeah, of what they're doing with that. Um, I, I'm so proud of them. I, I can't really put it into words how, how awesome it is that they're doing that. Um, and also, I can't wait to be the uncle that just 
buys the loudest toys that annoy the crap out of my brother and sister-in-law. I already have a drum set saved on my Amazon uh, profile that I am definitely going to give to him for either a birthday or Christmas or something like that. Ellen uh, was so yeah. close to recovering. She was so close to normal, and then you said they got approved. I was for just about to say, adoption, and I just saw her face break again. Danny, so help me God, if you do something that makes me look like a piece of crap for saying D and D, when Shane's like the have. resiliency of humanity, and Ellen's like true love, and I was like parenthood, and I'm like, well, sometimes me and my friends like roll dice, and like it's pretty funny. Like if you were there, it's pretty funny. I have to rethink my answer now. I have to go something really deep. No, don't. Ty, a, a quick, uh, a quick word of advice. I think that 9-volt batteries last the longest, so buy a toy that has a 9-volt uh, battery, and it will just yes. continue to go for hours and hours. So there you go. That'll accomplish your uh, mission mayhem or project mayhem goal of, <laughs> of uh, knowing your brother. Make yeah, sure Cody and Zoe listen to this podcast, so they will appreciate your uh, your advice. So, Cody and Zoe yeah. hit me up for a baby quote. I got yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. Baby quote. <laughs> baby quote is coming. There you go. Zoe had great taste in candy, by the way. So yeah, she, yeah. She, Zoe was a guest on oh, our Halloween Zoe candies from... episode. Yeah, yeah. She, she picked my picked my Halloween candy list just yeah. because she's got impeccable taste. Zoe yeah. once again kept up the trend of every single guest judge of the show having better taste than the both of you combined. <laughs> yeah. No, the, like, we knew going in, I think we even said in one of the early episodes, like, that's going to be a thing every episode. We're bringing on people that are going to have better taste in that thing than us, for sure. And we're fine being the village idiots. That's kind of the whole, the whole point of the show, I think. So, All right. Uh, let's wrap this up. Um, my number one... It's dogs. Just the fact that they exist. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I live in an office that is very pro bring your dog to work um, every day. And so there is at least three dogs in my office every day. Uh, it's just nothing makes the work day go by faster than getting to like hang out with a dog. Like I, I just got off of a really annoying call with somebody. I'm going to go outside and play with the dog for a little bit because it's going to cheer me right up. Or like I had a really rough day. I'm going to go hang out with my dog because it's going to cheer me up and make me feel better. Uh, just nothing, nothing makes everyone happier than a dog. And so dogs brought me by far the most joy in the year 2020. It's not even close. Yeah, man. Agree That's, on that. Yeah. yeah. Dogs everybody are who always... lives with a dog. Dogs are one yeah, of the best parts who, of every year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This will be my evergreen answer. If we do this episode again next year, my answer will also be dogs. <laughs> Everybody who lives with a pet, with a dog, rabbit, cat, anything, it's just, getting to spend more time at home with your pet has been the best part of working from home and staying home more often. It's certainly been the best part of their 2020. And so it's, yeah, good answer, dude. Amazing way to end the episode because, yeah, dogs and pets in general are the best. Shane, don't do it. Don't yeah. tell me you're proud of me. I can't handle it. I'm proud. I'm, Danny, I'm so proud of you. Slope. I am I so proud a, of you. Ty, I had a Megan, roommate. I'm Ellen, proud of you Ellen as well. Ellen broke again. <laughs> I had a roommate move out. I had a roommate move out this summer to his own apartment, and he took his dog with him, and it was such a sad moment for me. I might, I might have, I might have cried that night when Chip didn't claw my door and want to sleep in my room. Oh, <laughs> the night that he left. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, Sorry, I've got Ellen. my own dog. I would just go on mute. It's okay. We're here. Okay. <laughs> I've got my own dog. His name is Sam. I named him after the Lord of the Rings character because my last name's Wiser. So having a dog named Sam Wiser it was just too perfect to, uh, too perfect to pass up. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I ever put that together. So good on you, dude. Like yeah, that's it's subtle and cool at the same time. Uh, my parents have three dogs that are all over a hundred pounds that I get to go hang out with whenever I want, and they just got a new puppy um, that is about ten pounds, and so it's been fun throwing that one in the mix. And so just yeah, a, a life filled with dogs uh, is it's hard to beat. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I think Ellen has officially <laughs> muted herself. She needs a minute to. Uh, <laughs> A minute to to collect yourself, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for for coming on uh, this final episode of of the year twenty twenty. We've, I, I can I think I can speak for Ty when I say we've had so much fun making this and getting to hang out with you guys and getting to know you a little better. Thank you for continually agreeing to come on our dumb podcast and tell us that our opinions are bad. Um, it, it's been it's been a super fun time, and we really appreciate you. And you guys are probably going to be on like eight episodes a piece uh, at minimum next year, I would assume, uh, if Ty and I haven't like killed each other by then and tired of each other and making the show. Just just make sure that I get to go on before Megan does so knew, that I, my I numbers are always... Gonna, I knew that you were going to say they, that. They're just and... goosed a little higher than... We've got, we've got the next couple months planned out. Yeah. I don't I don't remember if one of you is on the schedule. Shane, not, I would but, watch uh, your attitude considering who the new DM is. Huh? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm going to get killed off in the first week. Oh, no. I guess I'll just, uh, I'll just corner the market. Anything sad? Uh, all the sad things? <laughs> I was going to say, we intentionally tried to make this episode not sad. Like, we drifted a lot of ideas on what to do for this, and this was supposed yeah. to be the happy one. The original thing penciled in was, like, New Year's resolutions we know we won't stick to. And the more I thought about it, I was like, that episode's going to suck. Yeah. It's going to be such a bad episode. I'll be sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad, glad we called an audible. Um, uh, appreciate you guys continuing to come on even though we keep bugging you it's got to be sort of annoying at this point again like <laughs> rankings again I'm, but we're really we're narrowing it down to like 10 people that we're just going to have rotate through every yeah. every couple of months so. what you about know? my list makes it sound like I don't have free time <laughs> that's, yeah, that's D&D and Legos being that, yeah that's a fair point alright uh, I'm going to go ahead and get us out of here this episode I think has gone on quite long enough so uh thank you for listening to the rank kings uh want to give a huge thanks to uh shane ellen and megan make sure you're listening to on the download and love that movie they're so fun and you should absolutely be listening to them please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts follow us on twitter and instagram at rank kings pod um, we'll be back with a new episode next week until next time may all your troubles last as long as your new year's resolutions happy new year everybody Happy New Year. Ooh.